Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. out in radio land, cyberspace, wherever you may be listening to the sound of our voice on tonight. We give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor to be able to join with you once again in the airwaves to bring to you kingdom empowerment, where we expand the kingdom of God through the word of God. God is just so incredible and so worthy to be praised, and and I'm just so excited at what he's doing in the land in this hour. We were created for such a time as this, and God is so faithful to meet us right where we are to use us in whatever it is that he desires to do so in. So it's a wonderful time to be alive in the kingdom of God. We have, um, as always, on our Thursday night um, Kingdom Empowerment, we, we feature a different minister. And tonight we have a mighty vessel of the Lord in the name of Minister Heather DeAmbre. December, I believe I'm saying that right. Anyway, good afternoon, good evening, Minister Heather. How are you? Good evening. I am blessed. How about yourself? I am incredibly blessed myself. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the show tonight. We're so blessed to have you. Well, thank you for having me. I do appreciate the opportunity. Amen. Now, I detect a slight accent in your voice. Tell our listeners where you hail from. I am a total, total Caribbean child. I am from the Virgin Islands, raised for the majority of my life, and I've been away from home for about, oh, 24 years, give or take. Wow. Uh, and okay. Yeah, I, I thought my accent was gone, but, you know, every once in a while it, it reasserts itself. Absolutely, absolutely. I can hear it. I can hear it. Which island are you from? St. Croix. It is one of the larger ones uh, yeah. of, the, of, the, of the three, so, yes. I am a, what is, yeah. as we would say in the islands, I'm a curb child. <laughs> okay. I had the, the pleasure of visiting St. Thomas once. It was absolutely beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I, I should have been an island girl. I'm serious. The way I love water, that was really weird. I should have been dropped off at. But at any rate, God stopped it to put me in the desert. So He, he does what he does because I'm an island child of all things and grew up around water and spent my life around water, and now I'm in the middle of a desert. So my goal yes. is to see if I, how I can transport the seawater that I was used to to the desert. Make life ideal. <laughs> if you have any any need of any help and assistance with that, I am your girl. <laughs> I'm telling you, I am seriously your girl. I lived in I lived in Florida for eleven years and literally became a Floridian. I was just like so pretty, so green, water everywhere. I was in heaven. Seriously, so I've, I've promised myself that I know I will retire here in the desert back here in Las Vegas, but I have to have at least a condo on the beach somewhere. Uh, Somebody, we can, somewhere. we can make that happen. <laughs> What's the city we can't make it? You know, we have Lake Mead, which is, you know, a man-made lake. Why can't we have a man-made ocean? I, I say go for it. Seriously. Seriously. I, I'm with you. I am so with you on that. So share with our listeners a little bit of your transition and your journey in your relationship with the Lord. I always think it's, it's interesting to hear people's stories, how um, they develop a relationship with God, because one of the focus of everything that God has given me to do is to reiterate to the people that our relationship with God has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with religiosity, that it is not about a religion. It is so about a relationship. So just 
excuse me, share with the listeners um, your transition in your relationship. Well, I was raised in church. I was raised in the Catholic Church. That's where I, I grew up and started. But I did not start developing any type of relationship with God till oh my goodness, the past maybe 10, 12 years. Because up until then, I, I knew of him. I know that he existed, and I knew that he had part in my life. But to tell you that I believed everything, no. And to tell you that I, I discussed things with him, no, he was just that big, giant ball in the sky that you looked up at and said, oh, it's beautiful, and it shines, mm-hmm. and it gives you light. But when it's not there, you don't think about it till it shines again. It was not till about... Twelve years ago, when I first arrived at um, New Bethany, I, I started coming to the Bible study classes. And uh, the mighty man of God that's in the house with us, Pastor Dion, one of the first things that caught me was we were doing Bible study class, and he said in reading the scriptures, even though he was reading from the book, that we shouldn't take his word for it. We shouldn't take just his word because he was a human like we are, a man like we are, and it's fallible. He could make an error. So in us finding God, we would have to actually read for ourselves and discover what it was all about. And that was one of my things that I had been asking for was that somebody who would not just, you know, spout things at me but would challenge me to go and learn for myself. So I got that, and it has not been an easy ride. I will not tell anybody that it is because even us being kids and him being our dad, we tend to rebel at times against dad because we don't want to listen to all these rules that he has in place for us. But I must say that even in fighting and kicking and screaming, I love the fact that no matter what, he doesn't turn his back on me and say, okay, you know, I've had enough of you. Stay there in that mm. corner and see if you can figure it out. So I, I'm learning more and more that in his being my father and, and daddy that, yes, I can throw that tantrum that I, I do at times, and he is going to discipline me when I step out of line, but yet he loves me regardless of everything that I'm doing, and that he will not mm-hmm. leave me the way that I started, because he has a plan, and he's going to accomplish what his plan is. Amen, amen. What a what a beautiful analogy that, you know, he doesn't just put you in time out, so to speak, <laughs> as, <laughs> as they do here in the natural, but that he is loving us through all of our, our blunders and idiosyncrasies and rebellions. Seriously, that that's an awesome thing. How did you um, come to discover the call of God upon your life? It has always it has been there, but it took that that wise man to bring it out because I fight. I I am that child that uh, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> He's called <laughs> me in this life to to teach, and I love learning things. I love learning new things. That is my thing. Put it up, give me a book, tell me, open it, and that that acts of my life. And so in learning new things, it's not just for me to keep it. I need to also be able to impart it. So then he, then he said to me, well, you are a teacher. And I'm like, that involves sitting with people. What are you talking about, teach? I don't want to do that. <laughs> I I want to learn the stuff, and I don't have a problem showing one person. But you're telling me teaching, and teaching involves more than just the one person. So the first mm-hmm. thing was in in going to classes with uh, Pastor Dion and assessing myself and where I was in my walk with God, and just the things that He would throw at me. And He said, "Okay, well, answer the questions and answer them honestly." And he sat there and was like, I wish I could tell you guys I've accomplished a lot of the things that he set before me, but no, I have not. I said, it's my, it is my thing that I am behind, but as far as what he's called me to do, he's not turned away from that. He says, you are still, regardless of what you say, you're a teacher. So when I send the people to you, you're going to teach them. 
And if that means that you're sitting and in the midst of a conversation, you're going to tell them what I say, that is still teaching them who I am. That's what you're going to do. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, no. But more and more, (laughs) the more I say no, he's, I begin that work in me, the more people he sends my way and says, you're going to tell them what I said. And you're going to teach them what it is that I'm teaching you. So all the things that I'm sitting you in front of Pastor Dion to learn and Pastor Seneca and all the things that they're teaching you, you're going to impart to others. So no matter what you do, your calling in life is to be who I've called you to be. And it's, mm-hmm. it's going to take you a moment to get there, but you're going to get there. <laughs> you know that 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 is the epitome of what most of us go through with the Lord. You know, um, I've yet to meet anyone that said, you know, God had a call on their life and they just say, "Yes, Lord, I'm gonna do that." Off the top, okay. Most people are like, "No, oh, not me." You know, no, no, you must have the wrong one, Father. You know, um, but in all things, because of His wisdom. He knows what he has placed in each of us prior to our existence here on this earth. And he knows exactly when to pull those things out of us because he placed them there for purpose and destiny. So that's exciting. It's wonderful to to be able to impact and impart into another person's life. And that's basically what teaching is all about. And I am of the the belief that the saying, each one reach one, is so powerful. People a lot of times think that, you know, their call of God means they're going to be on the stage in front of thousands, but that's not always the case. You know, in fact, that's rarely the case. Most times it's those little intimate sessions that we have with individuals that make the biggest impact and the biggest difference in someone's life. And, and the key is you never know who that person is truly in the spirit that you're imparting into because they may be that one that will stand before thousands and because of you allowing God to use you to plant that seed in them, they have what they need. They're being equipped to go forth in what God called them to. So I'm a teacher as well. So I I just think that that's that's a phenomenal calling. It really, really is. one of the things I have found, and, and you kind of alluded that, to that, is as being that person that's called to the five-fold ministry as a teacher, you never stop researching. You know, it's like the moment God reveals one thing to you, there's three different rabbit trails that you see running off into the sunset <laughs> that you got to try and chase each one of them. Because it's just like you, it just the revelation just never stops. It just does not turn off. And that's for the edification of those that God has called you to. So that's exciting. That's very, very exciting. So what do you tell me about your role in ministry in, in this hour? What have you yielded yourself to do in this in this time? Well, in in the house, I, I'm the intake minister in the house. Basically what that means is that when our partners come and, and assimilate themselves with us, not that they join our family because they're already part of our family as they walk in the door but that they acknowledge that they want to be a part of the house of Bethany, then I am the person, and along with Minister Valerie Lewis, that is responsible for introducing them to how we do the, uh, the things that we do at New Bethany. We basically to you know find out more about them and then tell them what the next step in the process is. Yes, our pastors welcome them into the fold, and we are there to be that open arm that tells them then, okay, in this process, then the next step is for a discipleship class. Or if you are beyond that, then the next step is that you go to friendship class. And then this is what we do. This is what we are at New Bethany. We are not just mm-hmm. a church or per se that is there to just gather what we call partners, we are there as a loving family to be that extension of who these people are and to be there for them and to, you know, embrace them. Because a lot of people, even like me, when you are searching for a church house or searching for someplace that you fit, 
it is really, really hard to walk into a new place and be that odd man out. You have you feel like you're walking into that, that, that circus and you are the clown with the bright red hair and everybody in the world is staring at you. And the one thing you want to do in that situation is to figure out where you can hide. And what I love about our home in New Bethany is that you walk in and it's all about the love that you feel. It's not a matter of what I'm wearing. It's not a matter of how I look, how I sound. Mm -hmm. They welcome you for you. And so as our pastors do, so must we. So we introduce ourselves and tell them about the love that's there for them and anything that we can do to help them along the way, that's what we're there for. That's awesome. And, you know, that is what God has called us to, is to show forth his love. He said, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Um, I think some ministries spend too much time telling people how they're going to hell rather than to love them out of hell, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a precious thing. So tell us about your family. I am one of eight kids. <laughs> I am. Wow. I have. Wow, you have yeah, a big family. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a whole lot of us. I, I honestly try to make it be only two when I was growing up because then I, I figured I was the younger child so I couldn't make it only be one child, but I wouldn't give up my family for anything. As, as kids, yes, we, we want all of the attention from the, our parents and mm-hmm. we figure if there's less of us that we could get more attention, but we are mm-hmm. all, thank you God, it's all people, all heart and I was going to say hail and hearty, all of us, um, Still in our right minds. Thank you again, God. And He's fixed it it so that looking back on what I grew up with and how we grew up, I don't think there was much that I would have changed. If I could take some of the things that I learned along the way and and go back and redo some things, yes, I would. But those things made me who I am. So changing who I am is, is really what I'm learning. It's not my job. It's it's God's. So mm-hmm. I just have to go along yeah. with the flow. But I also have, oh, good Lord, um, I want to say maybe about 13 nieces and nephews along the way and an actual great yeah. niece. So now they, they, oh, every time goodness. I talk about that, they make me feel really, really old. <laughs> I feel a little bit they don't stop that. I, they, they really do. I, I'm the second child. I have an older brother, so you get cast mm. in the role of, again, the, the parent and the teacher, see, mm. from way back then. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they, no matter what I do, they will not let me abdicate that role. I try to. I try to give mm. them up for adoption. It doesn't work. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you will always be the big sister. That will never change. That will uh, never oh. change. And that's, you know, it is a blessing to have a large family. I, on the other hand, I was an only child, and I, I tell people that um, God looked down upon my family and said, be fruitful and multiply, and we said, okay. We can do that <laughs> because I, I was an only child. I had two. They each have four. Um, and right now um, the third great-grandbaby is about to be born. So I'm like, okay. If everybody continues this multiplication process, I could be looking at some serious generations coming along the way. So, well, but, he said um, be fruitful and multiply. He didn't say that you would be the, the that your parents would be the one being fruitful and multiplying. He he never oh, he no. never specified that it would yeah. come from the one person. So, no, no, I'm hey, I'm you know we're we're on that multiplication roll. I'm good with it. I'm so good with it. <laughs> Serious. I, I I thank and praise God for the opportunity to see my generation. Seriously, um, I was one of those wild childs, uh, so I really didn't think I would be here at this stage of my life. I turned sixty two months ago, and I, I'm just like elated. I wear it so proudly because I'm just like God. You are incredible. Um, seriously, that I am yet here to see my generation. So I, I'm so, so grateful for it. But um, awesome I just, you know, respect. I'm sorry? 
I was saying he is awesome in that respect. He he, he surpasses he what is. we we think is going to be, and just all those watch me yes. and see that I'm God and see what I do. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. If people could get and what you just spoke was a mouthful. If people could just get the revelation that no matter what it is that you could possibly conceive in your finite mind, God can surpass it. Okay, and will. Seriously, we we cannot grasp in the limit little place of our, our thinking and our understanding and our knowledge, the, the depth and the, the magnitude of who God really is and what he really wants for us, his children. You know, as a parent and a grandmother, I, I know what I want for my children, and I want them to have so much more than what I had. And, you know, I want them to excel and go farther in life than I did. And, and the key with God is obviously we can't surpass him, but his His thoughts and his plans and his desires for us are so much greater than we can ever comprehend. And it is so sad that so many people get caught up in religion and tied up and bound up in what they think they have to do to win and appease God rather than to truly accept the fact that he's such a loving father and he wants so much more for our lives than we could ever possibly imagine. It just, I, I promise you, there is not a day that goes by that I don't stand in awe of God. Seriously, I just, he's just unbelievable <laughs> to me. He is just <laughs> unbelievable, seriously. Now, well, you made a valid point. Go ahead. I was going to say, you made a valid point in respect that we do not comprehend just how just how awesome he really is. We we say it, but whenever we think that we've got that that idea of who God is, he changes. Not in the respect of changing who God is, but he changes what we think we know. And we're sitting there going, "What what happened?" What happened? So oh the, the, the fact of the matter is that one of the reasons for his doing that is that we will continue to go after him. So if every mm-hmm. time we mm-hmm. think, especially those of us teachers, if we have read the manual and we grasp it and we can teach the material, mm-hmm. we become bored because mm. I know this. Yeah. So he says yeah. um, there's, yeah. there's more chapters to this manual than what you think. So let me introduce oh you to a chapter that you don't know. So as yes. I introduce you to new chapters, I'm going to keep you interested in me. You're going to keep searching. Mm. And the more you search for who I am, I will show you bits and pieces, and then you will get deeper into this, and then you will see more. And then as you mm-hmm. think you've grasped that, okay, time for something else. Because that way mm-hmm. I will keep you thirsty, and you will always have of me to drink from. Yes. Oh, girl, I couldn't have said it better myself. That is phenomenal. That is so true. That is so true. We, he, uh, he makes sure that we continue that hunger and that thirst after righteousness and after who he is. And the key is that, you know, every time, like you said, when you get to that place where you think you have an aha moment, like, okay, I got it. Aha, I got it. You know, then he says, no, not yet. <laughs> and because this so many intricate layers to who he is. And here's the key. The more you learn of him and experience more of him, the more you will realize how deep you are because he created you in his image and in his likeness. And in getting to know him, you should be recognizing the inner workings of the, the, the majestic way in which he created us. You know, it, the word says that we have been fearfully and wonderfully made, okay? That is, I think people repeat that and they say it, but they don't really understand what that encompasses. You know, so that the more you learn of God, the more you recognize, you know, you've given me some pretty awesome things as well for you to use, not for me to glory in, but for you to use for your glory. So, you know, Mm -hmm. the more I learn of God, the more I understand my calling and my purpose of existence. 
You know, I, I really, I feel bad for people who don't have God encounters. I do, because they will never fully live their life to the, the full potential for which they were created. Because until you get to know God in that way and start to recognize the things and the gifts and the talents that he placed in you for his glory, you can never fully accomplish that for which you were created. Because you were created to will and to do of his good pleasure, you know? God so it's, the it's there, there's so much to it. There's so much to it, seriously. Um, and, and no matter how old you are and how much you studied, you still just scratch the surface. <laughs> you are always that student. You will always be that student. The only time that it's over for you is when he calls you home. And it's even yes. then, it's really not over because we live, uh-uh. we die so we can live again. Uh-uh. So it's not exactly. over for us at that time, so but it's over by the world standard. So that we can learn even more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we become pure spirit, you know, not housed in this earthen vessel, imagine the revelatory knowledge that we will gain at that point, you know, because we're not tied down to this flesh. You know, we we can sure. freely traffic in the heavenly with him, and then it's like, OMG, you know, <laughs> seriously. It's going to be incredible. It is seriously going to be incredible. But we have come down to the, the place of the, the show where I just really want to yield the floor to you and turn it over to you and whatever the, the Lord has placed within you um, in message form to present and to share with the listeners, the floor is yours. So just let God have his way. Well, well thank you so very much. I, I honestly wasn't sure what he wanted to say this evening because I thought I knew what he wanted to say, and he changed it when I got home when I was looking in my Bible. So we are talking about one of the things that I've been asking him when I wake up in the morning is like all of this turmoil that we are going through lately, and especially with what's taking place in our country as far as the elections, and not just that, but with the the constant killing of the police officers, of the, just taking lives like it means absolutely nothing. And one of my questions was like, okay, God, what in the world is going on? What what what's happening with with us and this people? I almost sounded like this, you know, the, the Moses with the, your people that you gave me, but it's like, could you just please, just what what's going on? Where are you in all of this? And I know that there is more than what we are actually seeing. I know that we are looking at it with our with our physical eyes, and he's saying that there's stuff going on in the background, so you need to stop looking at what you see in the natural and start focusing on what's there in the spiritual. And this mm. evening when I was reading again, trying to say, okay, what, do you, what would you have me say? Um, he brought me to the 93rd Psalm. And I was sitting there and the, 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 the caption of that Psalm says that the eternal reign of God. So <laughs> so I asked him, I said, what, what are we talking about with the eternal reign? I know you're there and I know you're not going anywhere. So what? Is this one about? This is because everybody, when you're looking at what's taking place, those of you who are panicking, including myself, that says, okay, what, God, what, are you sleeping? What is going on? That mm. I'm not sleeping. This is, this is my, still my time. I still reign. So stop looking at all of what you're seeing and start focusing on me. And as you focus on me, I will show you what's going on in the background. So the, mm. I will read this to you. The, the psalm reads, and it says, The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed. He has girded himself with strength. Surely the world is established so that it cannot be moved. He says, Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. And the floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than the mighty waves of the sea. He says, your testimonies are sure. Holiness adorns your house, O Lord, forever. 
So he said to when he was when he was reading this, he was saying the floods are all of this noise that you're seeing right now, all of the 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 president and his what he's standing there and what he's spouted and what it's doing to people when they listen to this gentleman speak. Uh, the things that he's he's wanting to do as president of the United States once he takes office, they are afraid. And in their fear, they're not trusting in who God is. They're trusting in the system. They're trusting in what they figure that the government can do. He wants to deport people. He wants to take people's citizenships away, which is <laughs> something that just... Just, just makes you shake your head. He, the, the things that he's saying, I don't know if it's directed that he truly believes this, or if it's just for the shock value. But the few times that I've actually listened to him, I was, I'm, I myself sat there and said, "What in the world is wrong with this man?" But <laughs> stop judging him is what we, we are told. Stop judging. Pray. He told us. Mm-hmm. In, he told us this also in his word. If my people who are called by my name would just humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, it's not just a matter of us praying. Because yes, we know that there's some of us that pray that are praying nonstop. That there's some of us who are praying, but we are not praying with our hearts. We're praying with our minds. We're not. We're not stopping mm-hmm. what we're doing because we are still carrying on our life like God does not exist. But yet we stop every once in a while when these things happen and say, okay, God, could you stop this? But he's saying, but you're not turning from what it is that you're doing in the midst of all of this. So uh, I'm not hearing this prayer. You're still living according to what the world is all about. You're living like you're part of them, but I called you to be apart from them. I called you to be in the world but not of the world. So while you are over there spouting all this other stuff and and you are dependent upon the governments and you are dependent upon the presidents and you have turned away from everything that I've called you to be, what what do you think at that point in time that you're going to accomplish? You are not standing. He says, I told you guys, I told you this, that I have just done it all for you. I laid my son laid down his life and when he died and rose again it was over. So all this that you're seeing now is accomplishing nothing except to scare you and you're allowing yourself to be scared because you are not standing on what I know that I've said. I, my, the, the, my words will not return to me, boy. I have told you what the world is going to be, and I've told you also that you want all of this. So what does it take for you guys to understand that your winning does not mean that as the waters rise, you forget how to swim? He says, if you forget how to swim, lay back and let me float you. We know oh. that we want we want to be the ones in control of everything. That's not what our job is. Our job is to let him control and for us to paddle where he tells us to. So he said he reigns. He said he's mightier than the waves because that is so. He walks upon it. He taught. He showed us that analogy. <laughs> Peter and the boat. He walked on the waves. He walked on the troubles that we are experiencing now. They did all of this, yes, all those years ago, but we are now dueling all of this again. None of the stuff that is happening is anything new, but it's new to us. And if we would stay in his word and we would read, as Pastor Dan always tells us, if we would read what is written, we would hear what is spoken. So he keeps telling us that, this is just a blip. I've told you that you're going to have trials. It's not going to be smooth sailing. But again, I told you, take heart, because even in all your trials, as long as you stay connected to me, I will show you where to step so that you avoid the trap that's, that's hidden for you. I will show you where the light is so that you do not stumble and fall. I will show you what it means to be in the world but not of the world. 
So stay with him, stay with God, stay with connected to who he is, and then he will, at the end of everything, direct your path. And like he said, he will make the crooked paces straight. So stop fighting and stop being afraid of everything that comes at us. Stop trying to find corners for us to duck and hide into. We cannot be those Christians that when they start calling where the Christians that are going to be talking about, not I, God, I'm not another Christian, I don't know what you're talking about. Do you see what they're doing to Mm. Christians in this world? Do you see Mm. the fact that they're cutting off our heads? Do you see that they're shooting us? Do you see that they're dragging us? Do you see what they're putting in us, in there over us? Because we do not speak, because we are too afraid to stand up and say, if it's wrong, what is going on? This is not what my God says. And we are, mm. then we want to know why these things are happening and what in the world is going on because we will not stand for anything. So when the wind comes against us, it blows us against the wall, and we stand there and say, oh, God, I can't get up. And he says, but mm. I'm in you. I reign in you. So as long as I'm reigning, in you, you can get up. You can do this. So stop being afraid because what does it accomplish? It accomplishes nothing except to stop you from the walk that I have you on because there is the whole world. It's not just where we live. It's the whole world that is waiting for us to wake up and to take a stand and to tell Mm -hmm. them that the God that we keep talking about it's not just the figment of our imagination that he is actually mm. a living being that has power and that his power yeah. is us and that we are going to accomplish a lot more than what this world could ever do if once we know who we are and we stop fighting against it. Mm. So I, I was I, I was floored with that this evening because I was like, I really thought you want me to talk about all this stuff? I'm afraid. I'm honest. I am afraid. I'm afraid of what I'm seeing. I'm afraid of all of the stuff that keeps bombarding me every time I turn around. And, yes, you're telling me to be strong. I said, but I, in, in being strong, my physical eyes are seeing little kids are being killed, little kids are being hurt, little kids are just... They're innocent in all of this. Please explain to me what what that is about. And then Mm. I said, and then you have people that are supposed to be in authority over us that you tell us that we are supposed to respect those authority that's that's in authority over us that are speaking such garbage. That's the nicest whatever. Mm. It's garbage. It makes no sense. But you're still supposed to respect the authority of who they are. But in all of that is to pause and to look for God in all of that, to look for God in what is taking place in this world and to look for God in who and what and when and where so that you will not be lost. Mm. And and, and in closing, I, I just have to remind everybody that, like he said, he is mightier than the waves. He is mightier than than the sea and all the waters. So when you think about water, water is a thing that you can't stop. Water will redirect anything that's in its path. And yet he's mightier than that. So if he's mightier than the thing that we know we can't control and he's telling us I am better and bigger than this, why are we afraid? Wow. That's 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 real. That's real. You know, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. You know. Um as Pastor tells us all the time, fear is nothing but false evidence appearing real. Um that that is works. true. And and <clears throat> it is it is it, like you said, the false evidence appearing real and and what the enemy uses is he takes, he preys on what we don't know. The things that we mm-hmm. want to remain ignorant of. It's not that we don't know because mm-hmm. God is not willing to show us. And we don't know because if he shows it to us, then we're held responsible for <laughs> doing something about it. 
So That's we, very we true. tend to we we tend to want to hide because hey, if I if I was going to tell you I don't know, then when something happens, the first thing out of my mouth is I didn't know that. But he's saying, mm-hmm. "Come closer to me. Come, come to me, and I will show you all of this." So then you cannot mm-hmm. say, "I didn't know. I didn't know that." Um, if I mixed, you know, the paint together, it would change the color. I I didn't know that the excuse me, the tornado that was going to hit this country was going to do this to it, and the the repercussions would would flow your way. I didn't know that. <clears throat> being shot in the line, not even in the line of duty, but at ambush because cowards are using that as an excuse to, you know, just destroy everything. And then they try to tell you it's because um, it's got to do with the black and on black crime. Well, half of the time is why? Why are you why are you responding to violence with violence? What does that accomplish? That doesn't accomplish anything. The 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 people that were put here, if you want to go natural, that taught us or were supposed to be examples for us of how to deal with violence, the Martin Luther Kings of the world took a stand that when somebody smacked you, you turned the other cheek. He didn't tell you to respond with violence yeah. and violence. God said yeah. to us the same thing. He told us that the vengeance was his, not ours. So why are we fighting his battles? He he told us what to fight. So be about what he told us to be about and let him take care of what he's supposed to take care of and it'll be all right. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We um you know, we have a hard time putting um the teachings and the example of Christ in action in our lives, and that's basically what you're what you're saying. Because that turn the other cheek, that was what Christ did, and um, we think a little bit too much of ourselves and feel that you know we don't have to do that. That you know we can um, retaliate and we can say all of these things. You know, one of the things that really um, gets me about this election, um, not so much that, that Trump is, is the president because God said he puts one up and takes another one down, but what what gets me is the quote-unquote um, church and their reaction. Um, a lot of people came out that were of the Christian faith, let me put it that way, who endorsed Donald Trump, regardless of his indiscretions, regardless of the things that um, he spoke on and propagated and all of these things, they were still, yeah, we want him. And when he won, then they were like, oh, come on, the Bible tells you to pray for your leaders. You you need to get on your knees and pray for this man. He needs your prayers and this, that, and the other and what have you. Those same people, some of those same people are the people that these past eight years have prayed against Obama instead of doing what God called them to do the same way they're trying to get us to do it now for Trump. They didn't do that for Obama. I I, I will be the first to tell you there are quite a few things that President Obama um stood for and, and initiated and got passed through Congress and the Senate that are totally against my belief. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not here to plead his case, and I'm not here to down Donald Trump. What I'm saying is is that don't be two-faced, okay, and in the name of Christendom, okay? Don't be selective in when you want to follow what the Word of God says to you. Because this person you're for, that person you are against. And it's likewise on the flip side that those that supported Obama now want to degrade and talk down to Trump. It's the same thing. It's the same premise. The word of God is sure. It doesn't change. So what, as, as the old folks would say, what was good for the goose is good for the gander. It's like, you know, don't all of a sudden get on your high horse on one way or the other just because it suits you. Stay consistent in the word. 
stay consistent they in the word, and then you don't, you, you know what I'm saying? Then you don't worry about what's going on as long as your focus is God. And what God said will be, will be. And that's what he did, and, and that is so true. That is what he's saying to us in this hour. He's saying to spin on him. We as a nation turn away from everything that, that God called us to do and to be. Mm-hmm. We said mm-hmm. we didn't want you hanging out with us in school. Um, some of us did. Mm-hmm. We said yep. we didn't want you. Yep. We, wanted you. we wanted you in church, but we wanted you in church with us when we want you to be there. Don't, don't uh, mm-hmm. wait till we invite you. And nine times out of ten, we don't invite you. So right. we want right. we want you we want you to be there because the the the, the building's burning. So could you could you maybe send some rain our way? Oh wait, it, the fire's mm. out. So could you go back where you belong now? And so mm. when the, when things start happening and and we see all of these things that are happening, they're those the the ones that are sitting there and and are the ones that are saying, I want you when I want you, not when you want me. I want you mm-hmm. to be that that that's that used car salesman that's going to sell me the car with all the bells and whistles that I want. But the minute it breaks down, that's the only other time I want to see you. Once I have the car mm-hmm. and it's and it's and it's great and everything is fine with the car, I don't need to hear about you, nor do I need to see you. We use him like he is that um, the quote unquote. Uh, I'm sorry if any kids are listening to the Santa Claus that comes around and he uh-huh. jumps through the chimneys and, uh-huh. and throws gifts out to us. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. once Christmas is over and, and the season is over, who thinks about it? Who thinks about the fact that it was not supposed to be about us at this time of the year? Hmm. Who thinks about the fact that if we would have stuck with him, like he, like it was started, like everything started with God. In God we trust yeah. on the money. In God, when prayer and all this stuff was going to school, I'm not saying that it would have stopped half of the things that were happening, but it was not so prevalent. We kicked him out. Mm. Yeah, and now when yeah. things are happening, we were asking, why is this happening? Well, we kicked him out. Mm-hmm. We told him, mm-hmm. we don't yeah, want the, you, the so go. Up, well, where was God in all of this? Well, you know, where you left him. <laughs> like, you didn't he said, I'm still here, you guys. So now you want me to now you want me to fix this. He said, But I didn't I didn't do mm. this. And that's mm. why that's again, here comes the humble yourselves and pray mm-hmm. and turn mm-hmm. from all of this. Repent. Yeah, like, yeah. That, that was that was that was the thing that floored me when Pastor Dion talked about repentance. This doesn't doesn't mean that you're sorry for what you're doing. It's to stop what you're doing and turn away mm, from it mm, and find yeah. the path that's God. But what do we mm. do? I'm sorry, God. I I didn't mean to do that. If you if you would just go ahead and um if you would fix the situation for me, I promise you that I will never do it again. I promise. I, I think we've all said mm. that. And as soon as he yes. does, he walks yes, in, yes. he fixes it. We forget all about the fact that we promised him that we wouldn't do it again because, hey, hey it's, oh, absolutely. it's no, I, I can I can do that. I can, I can take it from here. Oh, yeah. And he's, oh, and he's yeah. standing oh, there going, no, oh, Lord, I'm good. I got it. <laughs> and he's saying, what are you doing? Where are you going? Mm. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, this may be fixed, but look, right around the corner, where are you going? And I'm the first to say that I, I'm one of those that, that yeah, see you, God. Okay, you fixed this. Thank you. So you're so great, and I'm gone. And he said, where are you going? I didn't tell you to where go anywhere. Where are you going, right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going, and I'm going. And he says, then he's like, you don't, you're still not hearing me. Then listen to what I'm saying. Then he sends you the people because now he's talking to you and you're ignoring his voice. So he sends the people to you. And he always picks the friends of yours that you know, the ones that are going to tell you blatantly what they have to say and don't care how it makes you feel. And like I told Pastor and I have way too many of those in my life, but I guess I need them. <laughs> so I'm going to say thank you, God, we for my friends. <laughs> so he do. sends those guys to you. He sends those, and, they tell, and they tell you, what are you, stupid? What are you doing? 
and mm. you try to ignore that, and he sends more your way. So eventually mm. he's saying to you, if you would just be still and know that I'm God and know that I know all things, and not that I am trying to tell you that I know all things, but believe in your heart that I know all things. Once you get this revelation, then you're going to stop fighting me about what I tell you to do. I know all things. Do you think any of the stuff that you're doing is anything a surprise to me? It's not a surprise to me. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say, before, okay, God, if you do this, you I'll do this. Before you thought about doing it, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, you had, it hadn't even crossed your mind, and I already knew you were going to do this. And yet, you think you're special. You think you're special in the respect that you're doing something new, that you're surprising me with what you're pulling. He's, uh, he says, if, if, if my kids, if really, if my children would just would just get this, he says, then... Oh, what they would accomplish. Oh, the, the mm. things that I've said that you will do even greater exploits than I will, than I did. Because if you guys would just get it together and understand that when I said one body, it meant that you guys all had to be on the same page and that you all had to, the only page there is to be is God and Jesus Christ. It is not your page. And you're going to say God said the same word, okay, but I read it and it said something else to me and he read it and it said something else to it and that one read it. And instead of us all getting together and agreeing that the word of God doesn't change, we all went about mm-hmm. and did what was right in our own eyes and we mm-hmm. messed everything mm-hmm. up. And when we did that, yeah. then we turned around and blamed him because we're like, why did you let that happen? And he's like, I didn't let anything happen. You had a choice in all of this. And you weren't listening right. to me when I said to stop. Hmm. But all of, in, all, wow. in all of this, what, what we get from all of this is that he is such a loving father that even in all of this, he says, I'm giving you another opportunity. See, look, you turn left, I said go right. I am right here. I'm at the I'm at the fork, and I'm saying, turn around, turn around. There's a cliff right there. Turn around and go back. And if you <laughs> listen to that voice and turn around and go back, it gives you an opportunity to get it right. But if yeah. you harden your heart and you continue walking, you're going to fall off that cliff. And most mm. likely, you're not going to get off that cliff because you're going to die mm. falling down because. Most cliffs will lead to what? More jagged rocks or water? How many people yes. fall, survive yes. falling off cliffs? He's just, and he's, he keeps Most telling time. us, he keeps telling us, I know what's on the side that you don't see. Come to me first. I will show you. And as, as I show you, you will know what to do. And as I show you, mm-hmm. the fear that keeps gripping you guys won't be there anymore because you will know who and what, and where, and why. And like you said, and then then you can go and do what I've sent you to do. But you must first come mm. to me. Yes. Yes, yes. He has to be the center of everything, you know. And, and you should want him to be the center of everything because, seriously, we don't know the future. He does. Okay, he does. So you want him to be the center of everything so that, you know, you don't fall off the cliff. He is that one that's standing there that's telling you, okay, you need to stop. You know, you, if you take three more steps, you're on the edge, and a wind will knock you over. So you need to stop. You know, you need to stop. So, yeah. Awesome, no, awesome, sometimes awesome. I think we think we're birds. I think we think we're birds and we can fly. Girl. But he, he didn't design us that way. Yeah. <laughs> he designed yeah. us in his image. If we were meant to be birds, then we wouldn't be this person that he, he made us. So, no, when he tells us to stop. Yeah. And, and, yes, it is easy to say, okay, if I will I obey everything that God says for me to do, not so. Because if that was the case, then... 
who would have any complaints about anything because he obeyed everything that he does. And if he's if you're obeying all his commandments and following everything that he says to do, you have no complaints because he takes care of everything. So whatever is coming, whatever is needed, he is the person that's in charge. So if I am going to obey everything that you say, God, then I need not worry about the cliff and I need not worry about the guy that's behind the trash can because you've already taken care of everything. So I have to remember that the birds are just that. The birds were designed to be what they are, just like we were designed to be in your image and what we are. We are created Mm -hmm. to be you in the flesh. We were created for your purpose, not for ours. We forget that. Mm -hmm. We forget that Mm -hmm. this is not about us. We forget that it's all about him. We, We say (laughs) <laughs> to God be the glory, but nine times out of the ten is to me be the glory. Mm. God who? Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. I didn't do that. Yeah, God did it. And I am yeah. guiltier because I I didn't get that revelation until really, really late. To God be the glory. It's like, what? Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I couldn't accomplish anything without him. So, when somebody said, oh, you did a great job, it's not what I did. It's what he did using me. So to God be mm-hmm. the glory. Okay, got it. That took me years. <laughs> that simple little statement. It's also like, to God be the glory. What is the world is that about? He's not mm-hmm. there. I'm the, one where, I'm the one doing this. Because, you know, stupid me, I'm the one doing this. I'm the one accomplishing this stuff. Oh, yeah, he woke me up. Yes, he sent me here. Yes, yeah, I didn't die on the way too. Hmm. So, yes, thank you, God. To God be the glory. Amazing, amazing. He is an incredible God. He is such an incredible God. Well, my darling, we have come down to the end of the show. It has definitely been an extreme blessing to um, hear you and to receive of what God has placed within you um, is definitely, I've been blessed and I know the listeners have been blessed as well. We're down to the last two minutes of the show, so I would like for you just in closing, um, give whatever God would give you just to encourage our listeners to learn of him, to um, embrace him, to get away from the fear, um, whatever he's placed on your heart to share. God wants us to remember one thing is that in everything that the the main thing that we need to re, to grasp from all of this is that he loves us and that he loves us unconditionally. So his love for us is such a vast thing that we cannot comprehend just what it entails. And that is, as he said in his word, for God so loved the world. He didn't say just love the one person. He loved the world that he gave his only son to die for us, to die for us, is to take our place in all of this. So in that love, as we get in his word and learn of who he is and understand just what it means when it's said that God so loved the world, and by that he meant the guy who killed the guy down the street, the, the, the homosexual, the, the lesbian, whatever you want to call. He loves the world, and he's calling the world back to him. He's telling them, stop and come back to me. I am your God, and I am still in love with all of you. And it's not the kind of love that we have. It's not the love that I love you today, but if you hurt me, I'm done with you. We hurt him continuously, but he's not done with us. He still Mm -hmm. loves the world, and the world needs to understand that God is not a figment, and nor is he something that man made up. He is the creator. He's the one that, that asked for us before we ever were thought of. And in asking for us, he gave us a choice that we could receive him or not. So make that choice. He laid before us that he said, death and life, choose life and choose God. Amen. 
Amen. Most, most important choice you will ever make in life, choose God. Choose God. Thank you so much, Minister Heather. This has, as I said a moment ago, been an extreme pleasure. Thank you for sharing. Um, and may God bless your ministry over and above anything you could ever possibly imagine. And to him be the glory. God be the glory. Thank you Amen. so much Amen. for having me. It has been a pleasure. Thank you, God, for another opportunity. And thank you, listeners, for having me and inviting us into your home. Have a very pleasant evening. Amen. 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 You guys be blessed, and we'll be back online with you next week. Have an incredible week in the Lord. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom, 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 empire.